If you get a custom tailored suit, it's going to fit perfectly and make you look great. Think about that with a Noble First for your organization. No matter what the size of your company is, a Noble First will analyze your data and collaborate with you to custom tailor digital solutions so you can focus on making your organization grow. When it comes to data-centric solutions specifically for your organization, choose a Noble First. A Noble First makes living simple. See for yourself at anoblefirst.com, E-N-N-O-B-L-E-First.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before we get into the stories, I wanted to give a trigger warning for sexual assault in the final story of this video. I'll have timestamps in the pinned comment if you want to avoid any stories. And remember, if you have a story of your own, be sure to submit it at southerncannibal.com. All that being said, let's get into the stories. And remember, to always stay hungry. When I was 20, I was home from college for the summer. My best friend who we'll call Kay and her boyfriend had started new jobs. They lived all alone in a house at the top of a really steep hill. Some background on Kay is she has super bad anxiety, and I do as well, but I've become kind of accustomed to living alone and dealing with my anxiety, whereas she had not. Now, there was a back door to their house in the kitchen, and you could fully see into the kitchen from the couch in the living room. At about shoulder height on the door frame outside was a motion sensor light. It should also be known that Kay's backyard is really high up. You have to climb a small set of steps to get into the yard from the small sidewalk in front of the door. It's dug out so that it can reach around to the front of the house. Therefore, the motion sensor light can only be set off by movement on the sidewalk, not any animals in the yard. The yard was very small, and there were dense woods all the way down the back of the yard. Kay had been alone, and it was her boyfriend's first slash second time on night shift, and she couldn't sleep. Money was tight, so the lights were off to conserve electricity. She suddenly saw a light shining through the kitchen window, and she noticed it was the motion sensor light. She was freaked out, but she tried to ignore it. However, it kept being tripped for varying amounts of time. She called me at about 3 in the morning over and over until I finally woke up. I stayed on the phone with her, even though it had mostly stopped until her boyfriend came home later in the morning. Her boyfriend was off for the next three days, and nothing occurred with the light while he was home. Her dad told her to be vigilant, as it could have been robbers doing a dry run of the house as there had been some break-ins in the area on the street across from her recently. Therefore, the next time her boyfriend worked the night shift, she asked me to stay the night with her, and I obliged. The night started off fine. We had watched movies until about 11 o'clock. Then we drove to the vape store and McDonald's. Now, we live in the middle of nowhere, so it was about a 40-minute drive each way. We got back at around 12.30, and we blew up the air mattress that we were going to sleep on in the living room. At about 1 a.m., the motion sensor light came back on as we were sitting on the mattress. I then rationalized that it was just an animal, maybe a bat or something, but she wasn't convinced. The light went off and came back on again for even longer that time. She then went upstairs to get her boyfriend's gun. The light kept going off as we sat on the couch anxiously. 
We had the window open so we could hear. Kay then yelled out, I have a gun and I'm not scared to use it. She said this is a joke to me to lighten the mood. But then the light went off. It then stayed off for about three hours. Almost if we had chased someone away by saying that. We weren't able to sleep after that experience. And at about 4am, I then went into the kitchen to get myself some water. I turned back to the living room to say something to Kay, who was lying on the mattress. As she looked up at me, she then yelled at me to get back into the room. And when I then turned around, the light was on again. We continued to see the light come on until the sun started to come up. Then out of nowhere, it just suddenly stopped. We considered calling the police, but we were afraid of them thinking that it was a prank call or something, and then getting in trouble. The light never goes off at night whenever her boyfriend's home. I still feel on edge whenever we're alone at night in her house. I believe someone had ill intentions that night. Whether they came to break in and thought it was funny to torment us when they realized the house wasn't empty, or something more sinister. Nevertheless, it was still a nauseating experience. I was 15 and I'd been left home. I'm usually alone from 5am to 5pm Monday through Friday. It gets kind of lonely once in a while, but I really liked being alone. I had a boyfriend at the time who we'll call Dean. I was cleaning around my house and it was 7am and I was on summer vacation at the time. It first started in the living room. I kept hearing weird sounds coming from my backyard that were loud enough to be heard through my music. I had taken my earbuds out and I'd stopped moving. It sounded like tapping or rocks being tossed at the glass. The back door was covered by blinds and this was honestly the first time anything like this has ever happened. I thought it was my boyfriend Dean just trying to scare me, but I then remembered he was at work, so there's no way that was possible. It wasn't windy and it was a hot summer morning and I was kind of scared to open the blinds in all honesty, but I'd eventually grew the courage to rip them open. Nothing, not even rocks by the back door. I looked behind me, and I caught something moving across the guest bedroom. Now, as for the layout of the house, there was the garage door, the guest bathroom, and the pantry. My parents were three hours away from the house on a meeting, and I couldn't call them, so I called Dean instead. I was too scared to even move and I waited for him to come over and after about 45 minutes, he did. I told him what had happened but he didn't really have much of a reaction. He went and looked in the guest bedroom and the rest of the house where I'd seen this thing move to. But he just said, JJ, there's no one there. At this point, we moved to my bedroom where I always felt safe. I had to keep my door open because my room was always hot. We were sitting on my bed and my room then got a cold gust of air within seconds. I then look out my door, and I could see this really tall man. I could see what he was wearing, but I couldn't see his face. He was wearing a heavy jacket with overalls and black dress shoes. I had pointed at the man, but my boyfriend couldn't see, and when I took another look, he was gone. We later went into the kitchen, and we made some lunch, and near the kitchen sink window, I saw this shorter silhouette peering around the corner. Dean quit that. It's not funny, I said. 
I then see Dean coming back from the garage, and I look back at the short person peering around the corner. It was gone. I told Dean what I saw, and he looked all down the hallway, that being my mom's room, the other bathroom, my room, and my dad's room. And as you can imagine, he never found anything. After a few hours, later Dean had left, and I was waiting for my mom and dad to come home. After they did, I then told them everything I saw, and when my dad asked what they looked like, I gave him the best description I could, and my dad went dead silent. Well, what my dad then told me shook me to my core. They were my dad's parents who had died over 30 years ago. Over the years of growing up in that house, I've seen more and more countless spirits, and I've even heard talking. I've gotten so used to seeing and hearing them now, that I honestly think some of the spirits followed me to my apartment. I'm a female, and at the time of the story, I was 17 years old. After I graduated high school, my family and I's house was foreclosed, as it was no longer habitable, and it was also under new ownership. We packed up our things, and we moved to Robinsonville, North Carolina, where my grandmother's husband had a house in the Smoky Mountains. To understand the layout, when you live on a mountain, your closest neighbor is probably about a mile away. Most of the houses on the street we lived on were either abandoned, or we just never saw any other sign of life. I really enjoyed going on little hikes up the mountain all by myself and listening to music, and I also enjoyed leaving my window open during the day so that the natural light and all that mountain air could come into my room. One night, while everyone was asleep downstairs, my sister and I were up and awake upstairs in our room when the power goes out. I grab my lantern and I gather some of my colored pencils and paper, and I sit on the floor of our bedroom to do some drawing while the power was out, as there wasn't anything else to really do. My sister left the room and went to use the bathroom. She had only left the room for just a few moments, when I then heard a voice come from the other side of my room. It was a deep voice, clearly from a man, that then said, Hey baby. I froze on the floor, and my eyes then darted over to my closet. Now, I wasn't sure exactly where the voice came from, but everything in me was just screaming that it came from the closet. I sat there frozen for a few moments, completely shook, before I then got up and ran out of my room, slamming the door behind me. This was at about midnight when this happened. I started banging on the bathroom door, and my sister came out asking what the hell I was doing, and I was kind of scrambling to tell her what had just happened. She was completely freaked out with me, and we both went downstairs to my grandma's room to explain what happened. In her half-asleep state, she reached under a pillow and gave me her gun, and then she shooed us away. Reluctantly, we both went back upstairs and then stayed in the living room the entire night. We didn't sleep at all. We just stayed up playing board games all night long and talking about our high school days. I think that my sister could feel how freaked out I was and wanted to keep my mind off of it. Around 6am, after the power came back and the sun was up, both me and my sister walked into our room and we then saw that the closet door was wide open and so was our bedroom window. Ever since that happened, I've always kept my window locked and my blinds shut until I moved out a few months later. This always gives me the shivers whenever I think about it, because of how unserious it was taken at the time. 
That man was most definitely inside my room, and he could have easily come out at any point in time and done anything to us. Thank God he didn't, though. So for a little background, I was 10 years old when this took place, and I lived in a smaller city in Northeast Ohio. I lived in an apartment complex, but the buildings were up and down duplexes, and there were multiple of them. I lived downstairs in one of these buildings. My dad was out of town for a couple of weeks, and the night this story took place, my mom was working. I have three siblings, and my next door neighbor was babysitting my two younger siblings, while me and my eight-year-old sister, who I'll call A, were at the same neighbor's house, hanging out with the neighbor's daughter. At around 9.30 p.m., A and I went back to our house. We were at home for about 15 minutes, until someone knocked at the door. We both just thought it was one of the neighbors. I told A to look through the peephole before opening the door. She did, and she then looked at me, and she was kind of confused, then telling me, I don't know who that is. I moved her out of the way and then looked for myself. I didn't know who it was either. It happened to be a man who looked to be in his 40s, maybe early 50s. He looked dirty and he was wearing a red flannel with a jacket over it and dirty stained jeans with dirty Timberland boots. I backed away from the door and both me and A were pretty confused. I opened the door but the man didn't say his name but then introduced himself as my grandfather's friend. He said that he knew my dad too. Me and A kind of laughed and then talked to him a little. We were trying to end the conversation so that he'd leave, but he then asked if my mom was home, and me being a dumb kid, I told him no. He told me he had talked to my mom earlier that day and that he wanted to come hang out with us and that he wanted to see my mom. I didn't know what to say to him, and I just told him, oh, well, she isn't here, so you can't. He then asked, well, why don't I come inside and wait with you guys until she comes home? I'm sure she wouldn't be upset. As soon as he finished talking, my phone started to ring, and I jumped because it kind of spooked me. I looked at the man and then told him, That's probably her calling. I'll ask her if you can come in. And I then shut the door and slowly locked it so he wouldn't know that I locked it. I also wasn't going to ask if he could come in, but it wasn't my mom calling. It was my best friend at the time who lived a few buildings down from me. Let's call her Jay. Jay had called and told me that her mom was on the porch and had seen the strange man talking to us, and that before he knocked on the door, her mom had seen the man looking through our windows. She told me that her mom called the cops already, and Jay asked me if there was any way we could get out and make it to her house. There was a way. I told A to follow me, and we went to the back of our house to our bedroom we shared. I opened the window, and I told her to go out of it, and then I went afterwards. I shut the window, and we went behind the buildings all the way to Jay's house without the man seeing us. When we were then inside of Jay's living room, waiting for the police and my mom to arrive, the police came before my mom, and they talked to us, and they then searched our house. But the man was gone. He was nowhere to be seen, not even around the apartment complex. They said they'd patrol the area and let us know if they find him. The police said other than that, they couldn't really do anything. My mom came home and she said about how earlier that day, before she went to work, that her and her upstairs neighbor went up to the store to go get some cigarettes. My mom took my baby brother with her and he was in the stroller. 
When they were leaving the store, a man came up to my mom and said my brother looked familiar, and he asked who my dad was. Now, my dad's side of the family is really big, and a lot of people know them, and we all look alike. My mom only told the man that my dad's first name was Frank. The man then said our last name, which my mom didn't tell him, and he asked if that was our last name. My mom then kind of laughed at him and said yes. The man said he knew my grandpa. My mom didn't really say too much to him after that, and she said she had to leave because she had to go to work in a couple of hours. She said she had a really bad feeling, so that her and my neighbor took a few extra turns just in case. But he must have followed her home anyways, though. That night, me and all of my siblings just slept in the living room with my mom. I've never seen or heard from that man since, and I'm now 15. A couple of days after all that happened, I overheard my mom talking to her friend about it, and she told her how the next day she went to watch the cameras to our apartment complex, and at around 4am, the man came back and tried to open every window, but they were all locked. I honestly really wonder what he wanted and what he would have done if I let him in that day, or what would have happened to us if he actually got through the windows that night. That thought really terrifies me. My name is C, and I'm an 18-year-old female. This happened to me when I was 10 years old. At the time, I'd lived with my parents, and they weren't divorced yet. Some background information. I don't live in the US. I don't want to exactly say where I live, but I live in a country where there doesn't happen to have any serious crimes very often. Okay, so this happened on a Friday evening. My parents and two younger siblings had left the house to go shop for some furniture from Ikea. I didn't want to go with them, so I decided to stay home. I was watching some TV for a while, when I decided that I wanted some candy because it's Friday and I was really craving some. I had put my clothes on and I walked down to the nearest store that wasn't even a mile away from my house. It took me like 10 minutes to walk there. So, because there's not really much crime here, it's not really weird for 8 to 10 year olds to walk to the store sometimes on their own. I got to the store and bought my candy and started to walk back home. When I was about halfway home, I had noticed a guy. He was riding a bicycle and he looked like he was drunk by the way he was swinging around on the bicycle. I just kind of glanced at him and he continued forward, but he definitely gave me the creeps. I started walking a little faster and at some point he had actually yelled something to me. I couldn't make out at first what he was saying, but I then heard some of it more clearly and he was asking for me to stop. I didn't and I started running. Even though he was on a bicycle, I think he was so drunk that it kind of gave him a hard time to catch up to me. We had a little forest beside our house where you could walk through and get to our house a little bit faster. So I started running as soon as I heard what he said, and I turned to the little wood path. And a little bit after I had turned, he rode right by it, but then noticed me running down the path. He yelled something at me again, but this time I didn't turn around. I then ran home and opened my door and locked it behind me. We had two giant windows in our living room where you could see straight out to our front yard. I didn't turn any lights on and I very carefully walked in the living room. I was breathing heavily and my chest was hurting from running so fast. 
I had never experienced anything like this before. I walked to the living room and I carefully peeked between our blinds out to the front yard. I almost fell backwards when I noticed he was standing just behind our door. He noticed me move the blinds and started knocking on the door. I had no idea what to do at this point. I thought that maybe I should call my mom and tell her what happened. My heart was racing and I didn't know what I should do. And then by pure luck, our neighbor came home. The guy at the door noticed the car coming and he then walked back to his bike and took off. When my parents came home, I didn't tell them what happened. I don't really know why, but I just decided not to tell them. This is one of the most scariest things that has ever happened to me. This isn't something that really happened to me very often, but it really did scare the hell out of me. I did tell my mom years later what happened, and she was horrified by it. I've really wrestled with myself for quite a while with telling my own home alone story. If it's not quite scary enough, I understand. But for me, this was the first time that I ever felt uncomfortable and unsafe in my own home. A few years back in the summer when I was in my early 20s and going to college online for my bachelor's degree, I was working on an assignment when a knock came on my apartment door. When I opened the door, it was a handyman saying he had come to check for any apartment damages. For context, I live on the top floor of my building with no way out other than my front door. I didn't feel trapped per se until events that happened a little bit later. As for damages, I did have some water damages to my walls from pretty bad rains that stormed through, which also leaked into my ceiling light causing it to short circuit. I explained this to the handyman, but he said he needed to come in and see it for himself, and so I let him in. Now, I want to say here that I wasn't dressed properly because I wasn't really expecting anyone to suddenly come to my door. I was wearing a red summer nightgown, but I didn't really realize I was wearing it backward. So in hindsight, after everything, I realized that was the cause of the events that transpired. I led the handyman to my room and I let him see and take pictures of the damages. He had a thick Spanish accent that I couldn't quite place, so it made some communication kind of hard. During his inspection of my room, I had called my mother to inform her of the sudden visit and to let her know what was happening. At this point, I had laid on my bed and from my peripheral vision, I noticed that the guy was sort of leering at me. I didn't find anything wrong with it because I was focused more on the conversation with my mother. When I hung up with her, I talked to the man and I let him check the rest of my home for other potential damages. It didn't take long. As I escorted him out, he commented on my body, asked my age, and then pulled out his phone. This guy asked to take a picture with me. I started getting uncomfortable and started feeling really self-conscious and I tried covering myself up a bit with my arms as he then took the picture. The guy pulled my arms down and also pulled my nightgown down to get more of my cleavage before then taking another three pictures. At that point I froze and felt really unsafe, but I tried playing it off, telling him he had to leave. As I tried pushing him out the door, he asked for a kiss. I said no, and he asked for a hug. Stupidly, I obliged, and that's when he tried kissing me. I had managed to dodge at the very last second, so it just barely caught the corner of my mouth, 
I just waved him off and locked the door. I then called a friend of mine and I told her what happened. But that was when everything hit me. This fucking bastard basically nearly assaulted me. By this point in my life, I had already been molested on crowded trains due to whatever I was wearing and I was hit on in the streets for the same reasons. So I never had to address it because I could always easily get away from those creeps. But in my own home, where I only had one way out, that startled me even more. After getting off the phone with my friend, I called my mother and I told her what happened. She was furious to say the least. That's when she asked me if the building superintendent was around when this happened. I said no. Well, as it turns out, this guy wasn't even supposed to be in my presence without the super. I felt nauseous and entirely icky, so I hung up with my mom to answer the door. Another knock came to my door, and the guy had come back like he hadn't already been here, but this time the super was with him. I was actually prepared this time by wearing a hoodie, and I just let them do their thing. The guy acted like he didn't know me, and I was still too grossed out and on guard to even cause a scene. Once they left, my mom called me back, and I let her know what happened. She told me to keep my story straight, because when she and my dad arrived home, we were going to a nearby precinct to file a report, and we did. They just informed me to write my side of things, and to follow up with the building super. I had wrote my side of things, and my mother went to the super's office before work, and told him everything that happened. Well, the super basically made it sound like I was lying, since it was a bit of a habit of women to cry assault, whenever they're not dressed appropriately and alone with a man. So nothing was ever done about it, except the handyman getting quietly sent off to work on another building to avoid any more fuck-ups like this. My family still lives where this took place. It took me quite a while to get over the mild anxiety this event gave me and be more comfortable around my male friends as well as in my own skin. I now ignore the super whenever he comes by for anything, and to this day, he has to inform my parents when someone will be coming to do inspections of our place as I'm never going to be home alone when they do.